right, jabronis, we're back. Another week down, another 30-something to go. I don't fucking know anymore. This year is kind of going by fast, though. We're already mid to late April. It's going to be late April. Late April. Holy crap. It's 25th already. Jesus. We're just burning through this seemingly slightly less shitty year. But good things did happen. Rough and rowdy last night, or two nights ago, I guess, by the time you're listening to this. Friday night, the Barstool Rough and Rowdy boxing promotion event. Look, if you don't watch that, I don't know what to tell you. That shit's super entertaining. It's a bunch of trash bins and has-bins and never was going out to the ring. Usually, it's in West Virginia, um, and it's... No headgear, no holes bar boxing matches. No training is involved. Clearly, some of these people are not training, are not real boxers whatsoever. You got the Barstool crew, El Prez himself, Big Cat, all the how you doings of the Barstool gang in there doing the commentary, the post and pre-fight interviews. It's a scene. You... Uh, you know how I am. I'm biased for Barstool because I want to work for them one day. Uh, so maybe that's just me. But if you're looking for something fun to do every time they, they have this this viewing, this pay-per-view, go, go check it out. It's probably online now for free, uh, but it's super entertaining. It's worth the money if you do buy it. Uh, it's just great to have a few beers and lounge around in your house and watch a bunch of assholes try to fight each other. Last night, I think I don't know if it was the main event. I think it was, but it was a it was a little person championship bout, and one of the fighters, the challenger, was actually Hornswoggle from the WWE. Now, obviously, he's no longer wrestling, but he's still in the ring, folks. And he had a hell of a time trying to get that belt last night. But speaking of WWE. Things in the LPDS universe are starting to get a little heated with the brotherhood rivalry, the brothers rivalry that's, that is, have been, has been stewing for the past week or so. Uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, get on the Instagram page, get on the Facebook. All those links can be found at johnlabretti.com. We're doing a shameless plug here. But you got... The Bone Crusher calling out Nikki Sticks for the title of top guest host. I guess that's the title. Um, I got I got into the mix, so you're, yours truly got into the mix a little bit uh, to make sure everyone knew whose show this really was and is still. Um, so we'll see if things boil over. Uh, Nikki Sticks is not happy about the call out, by the way, and he has some words, so you better go check those videos out, those promos that were cut. Now, in sadder news, and we'll get this, you know, we'll get to this in the junction, but there was a shocking loss in the big nose community, the BNC. And we'll talk about that in a little bit. We were going to, I was going to bitch about lack of customer service these days. I'll get into that maybe next week or another episode. I have those notes saved, so you're welcome. But we'll talk about a shocking loss and, and try to put a positive LPDS spin on that. But in the meantime, let's get down to the important business. 
before we get to the junction, let's step into the cage. Okay, let's run. All right, got my trusty notebook back again. Shocker, it was in my house under a coffee table or some crap. Who knows? Who knows who put it there? I know I didn't put it there. But I'm not, I'm not placing any blame, but it wasn't me. And nobody's been in my house at all for months. Anyway, today's Into the Cage fact is sponsored by Sewage Fills Pipe Cleaners. For when you have those unplungeable clogs from not using Lenny's recycled toilet paper and you need to call in the plunging pros, well, that's where Sewage Fills comes in. You see, Sewage Phil can wiggle his way through any pipe and any clog like a wet cat so you don't have to deal with the messy cleanup of a busted sewage pipe from all your seismic shits. So if you need a pipe cleaning today, call 1-800-LOG-CLOG and use the promo code BIGBROWN for 2% off your first service appointment. Now, I don't know if that was a, an alpha move by Sewage Phil to give only 2%, but thank you for that, touche. You get a couple a couple of points down on your uh, on your first shit cleaning appointment, so go check out Sewage Phil's. He's a top-notch pipe cleaner. All right, now for the cage fact. Sorry, we had to deal with some technical difficulties. Shocker, Libretti. Can't figure it out after almost a goddamn full year. Anyway, so the cage fact this week and I don't think we actually officially talked about it. It's not an official fact. We might have talked about it, you know, informally in, in conversation with a guest or somebody. But the fact today goes back to Vampire's Kiss, that wild, wild ride of a movie. And it gets into one of the scenes. Now, if you've seen the movie, there is a scene where Nick Cage seemingly eats a cockroach. Now, of course, everyone's thinking, you know, it's Hollywood, it's a fake cockroach, it's probably a candy or some some shit like that, and he would never do that. However, anybody who knows Nick Cage as well as I do knows that there is more than a slight chance that that was a real cockroach. And in fact, it was. Nick Cage, in some, I don't know, standard Nick Cage move decided that it was going to be a real cockroach that he ate. And he even had doctors come in to assess the situation and make sure that it was, you know, medically okay for that to happen. He wasn't going to kill himself or anything, you know, drastic like that. And he got the green light and, and that's how it went down. Now there are more facts and, and follow on facts, if you will, follow on information in regards to that particular fact, but we'll save those for a rainy day. Uh, but just the thought of of a of an actor going to those lengths. Now, I mean, any regular actor, you're thinking, "Wow, that's an impressive feat. That's kind of grotesque and yada yada yada." I don't know how they did it, but when you're thinking of Nick Cage, I know exactly how he did it, and nothing about this is out of bounds whatsoever for the great NC. So. Thank you again, Nick, for another wild ride through your life. Stay tuned for more NC shenanigans, I guess. But anyway, let's just uh, 
jump into the junction, I guess, you know, spin the logo up. Now, like I mentioned, sort of a sad day, sad week for the big nose community, the BNC. I don't know if anybody knows who this is, but Shock G, the rapper, also known as Humpty Hump, the leader of the rap group Digital Underground, which housed Tupac and some other greats. This is back in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, I'd say. So Shock G passed away at the age of 57. Unknown causes just yet. They don't believe it's foul play. But now, Shock G, nobody's going to know who that is. Humpty Hump, you might have heard the Humpty Dance song, and we'll get into that a little bit here uh, in a few minutes. But Shock G, essentially his work and, and improvements and evolutions of the Groucho Marx nose the gimmick Groucho Marx knows brought the big schnoz confidence to otherworldly levels. Otherworldly levels. He would take a Groucho Marx glasses and nose situation, customize it to whatever he needed it to be, whether it was no mustache a different color nose. Sometimes he had a gold-plated nose on the, on the Groucho Marx, how you doing? And then he would sing about it. In his, in his songs, especially the Humpty Dance, the Humpty Hump, that he, he bragged about it, and that, and that changed the game, and that essentially re-kickstarted, restarted the big schnoz confidence movement. Now, as a kid, you can probably imagine little Libretti, little host of the LPDS, didn't have the confidence and the scruples he does now. And I was a little self-conscious, to say the least, about my schnoz, especially since my schnoz was growing at an incredible rate of speed comparative to the rest of my body. And as you can tell now, it's still kind of leagues above where I ended, where I stopped growing. Because contrary to uh, popular belief, I am not exactly uh, the tallest person out there, per se. I'm not exactly what you would call average height either. Regardless of that, I was very self-conscious about my schnoz game. It was very low confidence levels. The movement had not hit me yet. Until I saw Shock G rocking the Groucho Marx. It was actually, I don't know if you ever saw this movie. It's called Nothing But Trouble. Absolute dog shit movie. A lot of big names in it. A-list actors. I believe Chevy Chase is in it. I want to say, oh, crap. What the hell is his name? He's one of the Ghostbusters. Uh, he's Gus Polinsky. Not Gus Polinsky. Shit. I forgot his name. I see his face. Damn it. He's in Tommy Boy. He's Zelensky. Gus Zelensky from Zelensky Auto. Damn it, I forgot his name. Trading Places in it as well. Holy crap, Libretti. Get your shit together. I'll think of it later. I'll come back to it. Anyway, that movie is dog shit. Super entertaining for a dog shit movie, though. Digital Underground 
has a scene in the movie where they're singing one of their hot singles of the time in like some weird courtroom situation in the movie. And that was the first time I saw Shock G, Humpty Hump, and he's rocking the schnoz. And he's dancing and he's bebopping and he's bragging. And he just has this air about him that made me feel, at the time, made me feel at least a little bit better about what I was dealing with on my face. And it eventually helped, again, kickstart my growth and my ability to be confident in what I had and to see it as a gift from God and not so much a, a burden. And now it's a rudder that guides my life, if you will. Now, I want to I read a quote from his famous Humpty Dance, and this, this resonated. Anyway, I'll just read the, I'll read the lyrics to kind of give you an idea of exactly how confident Shock G was and the impact he had on, on, on the BNC, the Big Nose community. My nose is big. Ugh, I'm not ashamed. Big like a pickle. I'm still getting paid. I get laid by the ladies. You know I'm in charge. Both how I'm living and my nose is large. Those words, just those bars alone, that little two sentence, how you doing from the Humpty Dance, rattled around in my brain for years to come. Now, I was a kid when I first heard these. So I didn't quite understand exactly what he was talking about just yet with the whole pickle, dick reference, getting laid, big nose pickle, large in charge, all that. Wasn't quite comprehending that just yet. However, the main premise, the main idea of him being so confident in his big nose capabilities that, again, it just resonated and helped build the confidence in me. Because the confidence, in the, and I, wasn't even, I wouldn't even call it cockiness. He was just very confident about his, his skills, his capabilities, and, and the gift that God gave him. And you could see it. It was, it was dripping from that fat gold honker he had on his face. And it was unprecedented at the time. You didn't see that in the early 90s, anybody being confident in their schnozzes. So it changed the game. Now, I'm not saying he was the first to do it. Obviously, he's wearing a Groucho Marx nose. So if you're talking about the history of nose confidence in the BNC, the, the big nose community, you got to go back to Groucho. He started it all. Probably the number one on Mount Nosemore, Mount Schnozmore, Mount Rushmore of noses. Groucho up there. I mean, think about it. We're talking way back when in the black and white era. And this guy's so confident in his nose ability, his nose mustache combination, that people actually created a costume set of glasses, nose, mustache, so that they can be like him. That's huge. 
You don't just you don't just go about your life and then get a costume made after you in any sort of like respectable way. Usually you're getting made fun of or you're already a cartoon character so they're making a costume for kids. En contraire, Groucho Marx was slinging schnoz confidence so much so that the rest of the world had to get on board. Now, I don't know if you remember one of the more famous times that the Groucho Marx came to light was when Bobby Valentine was the old Mets coach in the late 90s, early 2000s. He got tossed from a game. Real shocker for Bobby Valentine. He was a real hothead. Short fuse on that guy. He gets tossed by the umpires. Next thing you know, Bobby Valentine comes back to the dugout in the disguise. Now, what was that disguise, you ask? It wasn't a wig. He didn't change his clothes to look like something else. He didn't dress up as a woman. He shows up in the same uniform, same hat, Groucho Marx glasses and schnoz. Bold move. Bold move by Bobby V and an incredible homage paid to the great one, the originator, the OG of the NC, Groucho Marx. So Shock G is not the first one, and he's certainly not the last. I mean, you had Jimmy Durante in there, the cha-cha-cha guy. You see him on cartoons, uh, and then in real life, of course, he had a fat schnoz. Good for him. He had, he had the air about him. He was dripping with confidence. And then later on, after Shock G kind of revitalized the, the movement, the, the Schnoz confidence movement, you see guys like Owen Wilson come into play. Steve Carell, my number two on the all-time favorites list. Now, these guys are not only showing confidence in Schnozes, they created and built off of Shock G and created this sexy Schnoz movement where you are not only accepted in the world of entertainment and Hollywood and just public life in general without society just hammering you to death for having a cartoonish bat wing on your damn face, but now you're considered desirable. People wanted you. Look at Owen Wilson, Wedding Crashers, Zoolander. He crushed it in the early 2000s. He was unstoppable. Steve Carell, same thing. The Office, 40-Year-Old Virgin, Crazy Stupid Love. I could go on and on. These guys were at the top of their game. Just they had confidence and sexiness seeping out of their nostrils. And you can, you can credit that to Shock G with his ballsy moves of creating this character, Humpty Hump, who was known for his big nose. Which is incredible. For guys like me, that's an incredible thing to do. That's an incredible thing to have is that confidence in something that practically blinds you if you're trying to look left or right. You got a blocker right in front of you, a divider. And Shock G restarted the movement of, uh-uh, this is not a hindrance. This is an opportunity to show off God's gift to you. 
And that's the body positive kind of movement that oh, I can get behind, that people should get behind. God gifted you this. There's nothing you can do about it really to get rid of it unless you want to pay for surgery, which is probably not the best idea meant, you know, for your mental stability. But that's the body positive you can get behind. You see what you 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 get lemons and you turn them into lemonade. He got a schnoz and he turned it into a pickle and he was still getting paid. And that's what you do. Not this current body positive garbage where it's oh, morbidly obese and I have a litany of health issues and I'm on the brink of death and destruction because of my health issues. But if you don't call me beautiful, you're a piece of shit. You call me beautiful because I am and I'm happy with the fact that I'm about to die any second now because I'm unhealthy. And I'm going to hide the fact that I have all these health risks going on because I don't want to take accountability for my actions. That movement, I can't get behind. Sorry, folks. I'm not fat shaming. I'm health shaming. And I don't have a problem doing that. But I'm not no shaming because that's what we were born with. Those were the genes we were born with. And that's what we have to have to take with us, be confident in, be proud of, and own it, like Shock G did, and now his predecessors after him. Successors, not predecessors. Get with it, Libretti. Jesus H. Losing it today. I'm sad because I lost a great one. He was a real influencer, a schnoz influencer. Another thing about the schnoz and why I'm so behind this schnoz positivity movement, the schnoz confidence, the BNC buildup, if you will, is you can't eat your way or, be, or, or not work out your way to a big nose. There is nothing you can do with your life besides maybe getting, getting punched in the face a bunch of times. There's nothing else you can do to get a big nose to the point where you're self-conscious and, and sad about it and have mental problems because of it. Whereas you can eat your way to being unhealthy and morbidly obese and a problem for yourself and your family. Which is another reason why if you are part of the BNC like yours truly, you should be proud of that. And again, Shock G taught me how to be proud of what I got, my God's gift. He started that for me, at least in the nose realm. Now, I can credit my family for the confidence in other ways, but when it comes to nose confidence, nose positivity, Humpty Hump was the guy. And that's what he did for the era. He was not just a rapper or a hip-hop artist, or a guy, an entertainer, a blind entertainer with no forward thinking, with no other, other influence on society. That's what he did for us in that era. He made us proud of the shark fins on our face. He made us realize all the pros of the schnoz. You know, you have the unrivaled sense of smell capabilities. Well, like a bloodhound. I could smell a sausage and pepper sandwich or a meatball sub from at least 100 yards away. 
No other human's going to be able to do that if they don't have a if they're not part of the BNC. You got to be proud of that. Not to mention the aerodynamics of it all. You might think this is slowing me down. No, no. Take a simple physics class and you will see that I cut through the air now. When I run or walk or anything, like a, cutting through the jet stream right over the schnoz, it knocks seconds off my walk times from here to the car or from wherever I'm going, minutes off my run times. It's unbelievable. Cuts right through the air. And then another thing I didn't realize as a kid that Humpty Hump, that Shock G kind of brought to light that I realized as an adult when I went back to the song, reverted back to the training, is you have extra abilities in the bedroom because of it. And I quote from the Humpty Dance, and in the 69, my nose will tickle your rear. That's an absolutely wild Wild lyric for so many reasons. It's sexual. It's not suitable for work, so you're not going to repeat it at work. You can't listen to that song while you're working, not unless you want to get fired. But it, it, it sets that big nose confidence at such a high level. It's not only that I can walk around proud and happy of what I got going on up in here, is I will do work in the bedroom because of these extra set of skills that I have acquired through birth. That's unbelievable. And when my puny, dumb, beta, bitch boy brain finally kind of comprehended that as a teenager and young adult, that changed the game for me. That built an, another level of confidence that nobody else is expecting and nobody outside of the BNC can even fathom to the point where we're almost up above the rest, the non-BNC, the non-community, the regular nose community for having that sets very, very nuanced and unique extra skill set. So for all you other big-nosed idiots out there who are still self-conscious about what's going on on your face, it's time for you to go back and see what Shock G did in his life, what he gave to us, and what he died for so that you can go and own that toucan Sam beak that you got on your, on your head. You could be proud of the woodpecker beak thingy that you got on your face and you never forget that confident humpty hump shock g mindset big like a pickle i'm still getting paid and i'm gonna cut it off short there that's it we're gonna end on the high note Schnoz confidence in the BNC, RIP Shock G. Before I go, 
I'm going to knock out the big three real quick so that it's a constant reminder to you jabronis. Exercise every day, even if it's a walk in the park or a jumping jacks, exercise every day for physical, mental, emotional health. Don't be a shitty person. Number two, don't be a shitty person. Always think of the other human being in your life that you want to go after before going after them. They're human beings with hearts and emotions and families and children sometimes. And they have feelings too. And number three, the most important, be thankful and grateful for all the good things you have in your life. Whether it's a computer, a roof over your head, pipes that work that you don't need to call sewage fill to come clean. A schnoz that sets you, sets you out in the crowd so you stand out, out and above the rest. Be thankful and grateful for that. You see the connections that we make here at the LPDS? Every subject and every topic connects to the bigger picture. That's what we do. We're, we're, we're living at a higher level, folks. And be thankful and grateful for that as well. Thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. I love you all. Stay strong.